0: That's with my head
1: Hello and good afternoon.
0: Good afternoon, everyone. We're back.
1: Almost good evening, actually. Another Thursday here. But what time is it again? Is it like 4.30? um, Yeah, it's 4.40, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. We're recording a little bit late today. We're recording at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Uh, But still, it's another Thursday here, the Clarence Chats podcast room, and we are back. Yep. Uh, Back with three cameras, of course. Getting getting used to (laughs) finally (laughs) talking to a bunch of different cameras. Yeah. It's it's very interesting. I mean, last week was s- phenomenal. It was it was super fun. It was a blast. And but we're back. Mm-hmm. But let's Welcome. just get this out of the way, because
0: um, today we have a really good episode. Yeah,
1: we do. We do we we have, we have really a really good episode in a really interesting guest as well. Uh-huh. Um, most important thing I have to say, on Thursdays, the international office is giving away popcorn for free. I'm just telling this because I came here with like four bags of popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> because I also work there and and one of the one of my coworkers she she told me, you know, bring popcorn or take popcorn with you because you know we're, we're closing out. Yeah. So okay, so I just brought popcorn. So if you ever feel like you want some popcorn and you want don't want to pay for it, stop by the international office. We
0: got you covered. It's okay. free. Yeah. It's good. Cause I'm mm. not a big fan of popcorn. Mm. And then when I ate it, I'm like, this tastes so good, <laughs> so I ate like three bags of it. So <laughs>
1: yeah, so so come on, stop on by and yeah. But another events that are happening besides Popcorn Thursday at the yeah. international mm-hmm. office, which is Room Ten Three Hundred Three, for those who don't know. Yeah, uh, we have on Monday and uh, Tuesday we're going to be having a speaker talking about Latino history and stereotypes. Mm-hmm. All about you know the the big influence that Latino people have. In the United States, and how uh-huh. the 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 migration works. So it's gonna be in the Smith Auditorium, that's in Building 12, and on Monday it's gonna be from 11:30 a.m. to 1 p.m.,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: on Tuesday it's gonna be it's from 6 to 7:30 p.m. So that's gonna be a little later. I guess it's supposed to accommodate everyone's time, so you can <laughs> yeah. you know if you have class in the morning on Monday, you cannot make it. Go Tuesday, and vice versa. Yep. On Tuesday they're also having a speed friending event. Uh, it's hosted by the such a cool name. Yeah, it's hosted by speed the the Peace friendly. Place. It's gonna be in the stage on the basement of Building Eight, mm-hmm. and speed friending is what the name implies. You go there to make friends quick. So really, yeah. So they're it's just literally just hosted, on the name. Yeah, they're just hosting some games and you know, some fun activities. If you want to stop by, chat meet new people. That's you know, you're welcome. And it's, again, stage in the basement of Building Eight. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be from eleven thirty a.m. to one thirty p.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Wednesday, though, man, Wednesday is packed. There's really? a lot of things going on. So Ooh. first of all, they have uh, they're be having they're, they're going to be having an event on room two three three four. That's the green room in building two. Yep, and it's just called free pizza and a chat. What? Yeah. yeah. What so time? It's going to be from twelve to two. Okay. And it's Show what the up. name implies. It's a free pizza and chat. So if you want to stop by and talk to people and eat free pizza. There we go. It's going to be in the green room, room 2334. Uh, at 12.15 from 12.40, in the stage in Building 8, mm-hmm. same stage as the speed of ha- is happening, Yeah, uh, they're going to be having a talk about, well, it's called When Life Happens, Let Us Help. They're going to be showcasing a new e-learn feature that is being implemented, and it's going to help students get their voice out and heard. So nice. we don't know much about what that implies, but, hey, it's happening Next Wednesday, so if you're curious, because I am curious, uh, if you can make it, because I cannot make it, do, <laughs> do, and then tell me what it is, because I would like to know. Uh, we're also going to be having the Adverse Child Experiences talk with uh, Trey Clements. And he's one of the adjuncts nice. here at Sinclair. It's going to be in the big conference room in the Tartar Marketplace, room 7006. Mm-hmm. It's going to be from one thirty to 2.30, and he's just going to talk about... Um, what are stresses and traumas uh, in childhood. It says yeah. session one when looking at the event calendar, so I believe it's going to be a series of events that are happening taking place. Um, so, you know, if you want to join, feel free. It's going to be, again, room 7006 mm-hmm. from one thirty to 2.30 p.m. We're also going to be having, on uh, Building 12 at Sinclair Conference Center, from 6 to 7.30. David Myers is a co-writer of a, a book, that talks about historic black settlements in Ohio. Cool. So after the Civil War, you know, uh, a bunch of uh, of people that did not want to be slaves, as, mm-hmm. you know, people usually don't want to be slaves. Yeah, of course. They, they had to uh, run away and find their own settlements and create their own towns and create their own neighborhoods. And the book's all about that. And David's going to be talking more about that book. So it's going to be, like I said, in Building 12 at the Conference Center from mm-hmm. 6 to 7.30 p.m. And last but not least, on Wednesday, whew, are, we still, are we still here with me? Oh, we're still on Wednesday? <laughs> yeah, it's still on Wednesday. Oh, my God. They're going to be having a Q&A with electric, Electrify America about zero emission vehicles. And that's going to be happening in, and I'm really excited that's happening in building 20, room 2121. The best building. Uh, it's such an interesting building because it's the th- best. it's like... People here, even as it, it, it is on the main campus. Yeah. But you talk to people, Yes, yeah, it's, it's in Building 20. They're like, what is Building 20? Yeah, where is it at? Because it's it's yeah. very far. It's very far mm-hmm. off. And for those who don't know, it's the one across the bridge. Yep. Right? So if you, if you know where Building 13 is, uh think if you're you're going to building thirteen, you pass by nine, and if you turn left you get to buildings eighteen and nineteen. Eighteen and nineteen. If you yes. turn right and walk all the way past the garage mm-hmm. and over the bridge, then you get to building twenty.
0: Yeah. And to building. be yeah, to be more specific, it's basically whenever you guys get out of the uh building thirteen, mm-hmm. there's uh the train where railro- uh, rail railroads, yeah. yeah? yeah. About when we're next to the bridge. Uh-huh. So it's literally the the big train railroad is right next to it. Yeah, if you follow so. the
1: tracks, but just don't follow the tracks on the tracks because that track is <laughs> active. <laughs> that, that is Back yeah, in no. my town, there used to be <laughs> no. a, a deactivated tracks which, which we always walked on uh-huh. because there were no trains. But here, yeah. the trains still pass. So please, please don't be on the
0: tracks. Do it on the, on the car.
1: Yeah, but then Thursday is going to be more like just one event. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's called Bubbles, Books, and Basketball. And that's going ha- yeah, to be happening outside of Building 10 from 11 a.m. to... Uh one thirty PM we and that's going exactly week. what it is. Yeah. It is busy, man. Wow. Wednesday is gonna be packed. So there's gonna be a lot, a lot to do. But yeah, that's that's it for this next week at Sinclair. So mm-hmm. if you can attend to any of these events, please do uh let us know how how it goes. Yeah, of course. We're probably gonna be attending to a few events. We're gonna see who who we can send you know, <laughs> yeah. and all of that. <laughs> And yeah. expect more at our website and our social media because our social media has been very, very active lately. Yeah, of course. Our every day we're media, posting. Yes, our social media manager, Jamie, she's doing a fantastic job.
0: Shout out to you, Jamie. Yeah.
1: And, and yeah, our Twitter is also very popular too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if you want to follow, follow us, remember, at Sinclair Clarion on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Yes. Or X. Or X, yeah. Or it's YouTube X. as well. But you know this because you are watching this video and you're here in our channel. Exactly. Yeah. So... That's really all that I'm going to be talking for today mm-hmm. because, like I said, we have an, an important guest today. Yeah, very important guest. Very yeah. interesting uh, topics to talk, and it's going to take some time. So, yeah. yeah, I guess, without further ado, let's
0: get to the talk. Disappear, Jay. Yeah. See ya. See ya, guys. Okay. All right. All right. Look who we have here, guys. So, I mean, obviously, you're going to be wondering, like, we, we're having papers. It's like we're literally businessman but i we're did
2: not. so much research for this literally, yeah i know literally like i don't know probably like 10 hours
0: oh my god just so typing stuff jay is gone now presenting us with the news as always so thanks to jay he's now changing into a camera crew so we can see him <laughs> you guys can't too bad
2: um yeah so who are you and uh, where did you come from i'm caleb <laughs> i uh i came from ohio i was yeah. born like uh south of cincinnati mm-hmm. a place called harrison it's pretty far Yep. it's like an hour drive to here. <laughs> um, I don't know, and kind of just like a small town. Uh huh. So, what do you what do you do here at Sinclair? I'm um, an aviation major, so I, I guess it's like, I think the actual major is called commercial pilot or professional pilot, pilot major, yeah, mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, the four year degree, bachelor's, You're not doing the bachelor's associates. degree. Yeah. Let's
0: go. Yeah, as you guys know, you know Sinclair is uh, an associate degree college. So, you know, you only do two years and then you get your associate's degree and then you transfer to university and you do your four years. But recently the aviation have changed into a bachelor degree. So
2: now he can well, not, ch- not change. They still have the associates. They oh, just added. They added. A they added yeah, OK, yeah. so yeah, they so you added, take one of two. Rounds. Yeah.
0: So they added another two years so you yeah. can have your bachelor's. Yeah. And that's exactly what Caleb is doing here. And uh, he's going to be, you know, we're going to be presenting some very excited things. Very exciting yeah. things. Yeah. Um it It's going to be scary,
2: but it's okay. There's been a lot of
0: hype about yeah. this behind the scenes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're just freaking out and stuff like that. Caleb is also excited. because, uh So I know Caleb from, like, there was a club here, the Tartan Gamers Club. I knew him. I met him from there. And then we kicked it off straight away. We got along, and he's a really good friend of mine. And then I found out that he does aviation here at Sinclair.
2: And he is very good at it. He's even, very good at it. You have to go up for a flight with me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I,
0: I went up. I, he actually took me. He offered me to, to go on a lesson with him because I am obsessed with aviation too. I love, I wanted to be a pilot my whole life. And every time we talk about planes, I just regret. I'm like, oh, why did I not learn to be a pilot? <laughs> so um, yeah, Caleb took me to a lesson. It was great. Yeah, I felt I felt like I'm one of the captains. We'll to go, was, we'll to go again. <laughs> yes. sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. I will definitely go. Since now... I you actually have? have
2: I actually have my PPL now. Okay. Congratulations. Yeah, he has a license
0: awesome. now, so yeah. he can fly by himself. No more instructors. No more instructors.
2: <laughs> for, now, for, <laughs> yeah, for, now. <laughs> for now. Yeah, for now. For now. Yeah, yeah. So uh
0: what do you think of the aviation program here at Sinclair?
2: Uh I mean it's it's pretty sweet. I mean, uh it's a lot of the classes you have to take are very interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean obviously it being college, school, you have all like the basic classes, English, yeah. math and whatever. But uh mm-hmm. like it, the aviation specific programs you have like all your different licenses. So you get your um, your private pilot, then you get your instrument, then you get your uh, commercial. You get your CFI if you want to do that. So then you can once you get your CFI, it's actually pretty nice because you get paid. But you also really? you also get flight hours logged, which you know just works up towards your goal to your resume. Your, your hours and so yeah, that's great. That yeah, just adds to it. Um, but then you get your multi-engine rating, and then you can eventually get your um, your CFII. Wow yeah
0: very very good titles, yeah. amazing titles, yeah,
2: yeah, um it's all from you know the program
0: here I so most of the students here at Sinclair like they know about the aviation program or some of the students that wants to come to Sinclair that are doing research about the program, yeah, we have a student here that literally is talking about it and saying like how amazing and good it is and stuff it like is that. Really is? all yeah.
2: the all the instructors are really cool, like uh I mean, from all the classes that I've taken from. Human factors. To mm-hmm. I mean, even like you have to take a meteorology class. Yeah, which makes sense. Obviously, you're yeah, fine. of course, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you're in the air. That that class is like very interesting. Nice. I, you learn about clouds and fronts and yeah, and nods stuff. and stuff like that. Yeah.
0: Nice. So uh, yeah, most of the students here probably don't really know about the aviation, which I think we should actually spot the light on a lot because. First, it's a bachelor degree, which is great, in a community college, which doesn't happen. Yeah. And yeah, it yeah. Do- doesn't happen. Yeah. It's like an associate degree. It's supposed yeah. to be. But now it's bachelor's. And it's good hearing, f- hearing from Caleb a lot, because we talk behind the cameras a lot about the aviation and stuff like that. And he tells me, like, it's fun. It's nice. It's good. So any of you that's watching that's interested in to applying for Sinclair, here's a a student that just told you about how the program is and stuff like that and you can do more research by going on the Sinclair website and stuff like that. So, right. yeah, man, Caleb, we have, uh, quite the, quite the topic. Yeah, me. we yeah. have, so, um, maybe this is not a good, <laughs> and this is a great entry about like talking about <laughs> planes and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, it's yeah. not a good introduction, but we have to <clears throat> cover it because I, I just feel like, well, he's passionate about, about these things yeah. and uh, probably uh, most of, aviation students like to study these things and understand what planes do and how they fly and what the problems are and how they can solve them and how they can do investigations on them. Yeah. So today, me and Caleb, or Caleb mostly, is going to be covering two plane, cra- plane crash cases. Yeah. And uh, I am very ready because I love
2: listening to these stories. They're pretty interesting ones. Yeah. Yeah. I do um, I do want to add, though, because uh-huh. I, I, I guess I didn't really say, like, how I got into aviation. So I... Yeah. Originally, like in high school, right, mm-hmm. my original plan was going to the Air Force. Oh, and really? I, yeah, yeah, for oh. sure. I was Air Force all the way. Man, and then I wanted so to fly. Good. I wanted to try and fly the A-10. I don't know if you know what that is. Such, uh, yeah, the Warthog. It's the very big plane? <clears throat> yeah. It's oh little, it's God. it's the Gal 30. Yeah, yeah, plane, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Plane with a gun, you know. Um, <laughs> um, But that was my original idea. And then yeah. eventually I just switched and decided to go into college and whatever. But mm-hmm. so now we're here. You loving it? Yeah. You're not yeah. regretting any any part of it, right? No, no, no. Of I think the only benefit I would have had going military is I would have um I mean, obviously I wouldn't have had to really pay for college and I would have had a bunch of hours logged and had a military background. So I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, there's a lot of benefits going through the military, but Yeah. You still get You decided this path. It's the same end goal. Yeah. yeah.
0: That's that's great. So, um the question is we have two cases here, right? Yeah. Which one would you like to cover first?
2: Um well,
0: I would feel like we should cover the Air France because yeah, that yeah. one, because uh, you're going to be talking about your experience of actually, because he wrote a, uh, a, like a nine page essay, you said? Yeah, I had to do yeah. a paper on it. Yeah. He, he had a, <laughs> he did a paper on this. So we'll keep this to the end. Yeah. All right. Okay.
2: You want to start? Yeah, sure. So oh uh, my God. the first one we'll go over is Air France 447, mm-hmm. um, which was, uh, I mean, the the company is Air France. It was uh, Airbus A330. And the big, I mean, there's not really, like, a big difference. I mean, I guess everybody has their preferences between Airbus and Boeing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's a different discussion, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, the plane was uh, leaving Rio de Janeiro, flying to Paris on June 1st, mm-hmm. t- 2009. Which uh, Rio de Janeiro is in Brazil. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but the, uh, the plane at the time of the accident... Mm-hmm. Recently, just beforehand, had gone over a like a major overhaul. Okay. So it just went over, like, under a big bit of maintenance, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the time, it had uh, about 18,870 18, hours on the airframe. That's quite a lot, right? Yeah, that's yeah. a bit. Um, but the flight had 228 people, 12 crew, and 216 passengers. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot of people. 228, yeah. Yeah, that's a lot of stress. That's a lot of things to deal oh, with. A lot of
0: oh my god, I can't even imagine.
2: Um anyway, so the so the crew, right? Yeah. You had a captain. Um this being a really long flight, it was about a 11-hour flight almost. So you had three wow. pilots. You have a captain, you have your first officer and then you have a second first officer mm-hmm. who's just a relief. So the captain and the FO, the the original FO mm-hmm. start and then the relief First officer comes up yeah. and takes over for the captain. But mm-hmm. uh, so the captain was 58. Mark, uh, I don't know how you want to say that. Du Bois? The, yeah, I would say, yeah, Du Bois. Uh, yeah. yeah. So Bois. Uh, he joined Air France in February 1988, and he had almost 11,000 hours of flight time under That's his belt. so much. Yeah, that's a lot. That's um, a lot. And then he had about 6,300 as a captain. And then wow. he only had 1,700 on the Airbus A330, which is still a lot of time on a yeah. on a type of plane. But yeah,
0: of course. Plus, he's very experienced with flying. Right, right. So, yeah.
2: yeah. Um, So then, and then moving down the line, right, you got the mm-hmm. FO, mm-hmm. who was uh, 32-year-old Pierre-Cedric Bonin? Bonin? Yeah,
0: P- Pierre-Cedric Bonin. Yeah, okay. i would say that. Okay, yeah.
2: yeah. So uh, he joined Air France in 2003 in October. He had about... 3000 flight hours so mm-hmm. a little a lot less experience than the captain yes, for sure for, for sure yeah sure. um and he only had about 807 hours on the A330 oh, and i that's uh, i think cuz cool. i watched a video kind of going over it and they said he'd only been flying the the Airbus for about a year so in about a year he had 800 hours which is i think pretty good
0: yeah but, actually yeah yeah but, yeah, yeah
2: um you anyway, so then the the relief First officer, so the, mm-hmm. the guy who took first the first rest yeah. period was a uh, 37-year-old David Robert. He mm-hmm. joined Air France in July 1998, and he had about 6,500 flight hours with about 4,500 on the A330. So he's got the most. No, 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 no. Uh, well, yeah, actually. Wait. Yeah, it's yeah, 4,500. Yeah. yeah, on so the A330, yes, the yes, yes, yes,
0: yeah. yes, yes, yes. Wow. Yeah. A330 is actually great planes.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think between the... Honestly, my two favorite planes, I'm definitely an Airbus guy. Oh yeah, for sure. But um I think my favorite two are probably between the A380 and the A320. A320?
0: What about the A350? Uh, I I flew with that when I came back here. Did you? Did you? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Nice, yeah. It's so big. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. I'll show you pictures after this the, oh, okay, the podcast. Okay. So cool, cool.
2: Yep. So, jump to the accident. So, the accident, right? They uh they departed uh Rio de Janeiro, mm-hmm. Rio de Janeiro mm-hmm. at uh, 10.30 UTC, which is just like the universal time. Universal time, yeah. It's all the, In pilot lingo, it's just Zulu, Zulu time. Zulu time. Yeah, that's I what like you refer that. to it as. <laughs> um, but they were scheduled to arrive at 9.03 in the morning, mm-hmm. uh, UTC, of course. Yeah. Which put the estimated flight time to about 10.5 hours. So the last, so the plane takes off, and um, basically when the plane's flying like over the ocean, they're not really in contact with anyone. So they send position reports mm-hmm. between, like, uh, points that they fly over or through or whatever, you know. Yeah, from
0: point A to point Yeah. A. yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: Well, no, no, no. So, like, so you have point A, point B, your origin, destination, and then along the way you have, like, like points. That yeah, you yeah, 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 yeah. So you I send, see. like, position reports uh-huh. as you hit those.
0: Because you can't even contact someone over Correct. the ocean, right? right. Yeah. Okay. yeah,
2: so uh, the last position report was sent uh, over waypoint in which is about 350 miles off of the northeast coast of Brazil. Wow. Yeah. So they didn't they didn't make it too far in terms of the full length of the flight. Oh. Um,
0: so where the
2: chops. Where yeah, so, uh, the, so the captain, right, they take off, everything's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the captain gets up, and he goes to take his rest period. Yeah. Um, And just before they had gotten a weather report, like an updated weather report, and there mm-hmm. was reports of turbulence in front of them. Yeah. So he got up, and he told the cabin crew that they would be hitting turbulence soon. Uh, and then, about two to three minutes later, after the captain went to his rest, the relief. F- so now, at this point, it's two first officers in the in the cockpit. So you have the relief guy who took the first rest in the left seat where yeah. the captain was, and the captain, yeah. and the original FO in the right seat. Right. So mm-hmm. the original FO in the right seat is the guy who's flying, or the P- the the pilot flying, PF. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have you often have uh, the pilot flying, so he's you know actually flying the plane, and then the other guys the pilot monitoring, so he'll do radios and whatever. Nice. Um, anyway, so two to three minutes uh, after he went, the plane started to hit icing conditions, and the ice began to uh, build up on the pitot tubes, and the pitot tubes are what measure the airspeed, which mm. airspeed's pretty important in a plane. Yeah. touching know, you how fast you're going. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, so uh, anyways, Bonin being the pilot flying, uh, he turned the plane slightly to the left, which I'm not really entirely sure why he did that, Hmm. Initially, but and then he uh reduced from one uh, so and then in a plane, um once you get up to a certain speed, they just record it in Mach speed. So they were going Mach point eight two hmm. and he reduced to Mach point eight, which I guess in their their Air France policy is like the recommended speed to go through turbulence. And and does like dropping down from Mach eight two to Mach eight is that
0: a lot? Well, that's a little bit.
2: I mean, I would imagine so. I don't. I don't know like what Mach is to like mm. knots or miles oh, per okay. hour, so I couldn't tell you like mm. exactly. But I would imagine because yeah, Mach's pretty quick. Because something happened, definitely. Yeah, so. Yeah. so anyways, yeah. um, so anyways, so <laughs> they hit icing conditions. He reduces speed, and turns left, mm-hmm. um, and they had engine anti ice on, but that was it. So on a plane, you have you have you have anti ice for your engines. You have anti ice for your wings, your pitot tubes, your windshields. The only thing they had Almost on everything. was the engine. Yeah. Oh. So anyways, um, so now now stuff starts to go wrong. So at 210, yeah. the autopilot disengaged. And uh it was more like more than likely a result because the pitot tubes started to get iced over. So yeah. the autopilot didn't have an airspeed to read. Which oh which my it God. which it needs to yeah, it for like auto throttle mm-hmm. to control its airspeed, right? So that turns off. Uh, the autopilot disconnect warning was heard on the CVR, and CVR is just the cockpit voice recorder. Yeah. Um, and then Bowen, being the pilot flying, he started to take manual control of the aircraft, and the turbulence started to roll the plane to the right. So, Bowen, you know, obviously correcting the plane, rolls mm-hmm. it back to the left. Yeah. Um, but then he started to get into like this. Uh, he was in turbulence and he corrected it, but then he overcorrected. So, he's continuing to f- try and fix it. So, he's just rocking the plane back and forth it's going like like this and this it's Yeah, still he, ju- he just kept overcorrecting. Oh, I thought he's like turning. <clears throat> no 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 no. Holy he's sh- just trying to, he's just trying to keep the wings level. Oh, But he my overcorrected god. It, so he's just rolling back and forth. Oh my god. Um but in the process of trying to keep it level he was also pulling back on the stick. So uh, we've talked it's before going like this and right, like this so we've talked before and in an Airbus all you have on either side is a joystick. Mm-hmm. So on the captain's side you have one. joystick on the left that goes the, up and down right and the guy in the right seat can't really see it yeah and vice versa the guy in the right seat has one the guy in left carries it. Mm-hmm. whereas in a bowing you just have like your typical flight stick and one moves they both move they in both an move airbus at the same time. if one moves the other one doesn't move yes so um bonin's pulling back the other guy obviously doesn't know um but they which obviously you know pulling back on the stick makes the nose go up so uh, st- they started climbing.
0: Yeah, actually, I'm gonna ask you a, a, a good question. So yeah. you mentioned that they he was trying to rec- recorrect the the de- like the de- like where it's going, right? So it's going to the left. He's putting it back to the right. Yeah, like wings level. He's yeah. just trying so, to keep it flat. Yeah.
2: So why did he why did he go up? Why did he try to go? I up? I mean I don't really think there's a reason. I think it was just him, just mm-hmm. like messing with the stick. He just like casually, I guess he just like yeah, as a reaction yeah. did it. Oh my god. I don't know. Yeah. It's something that just kind of happens, I guess, when you're stressed and you're just trying to... You're panicking. Yeah. yeah. You just start doing things automatically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he ends up raising the nose. Uh, the stall warning sound briefly twice was heard. Uh, and this is obviously because Bonin was pulling back on the yeah. stick, causing the nose to go up. And the plane went from 274 knots, which is 315 miles per hour. Oh, my God. All the way down to 52 knots, which is 60 miles per hour.
0: Wow, that quick,,
2: yeah. so he was he was like def like this yeah. Yeah. um anyway, so yeah, it drops way the 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 aircraft's well angle of attack or a o a yeah, it was just like super steep, nose up, and uh yeah, so he just bled all of his airspeed off pretty much, and obviously with the nose being up, that's where the plane's gonna go, so they ended up climbing way above their assigned altitude, which was thirty five thousand feet. Um, and the plane's highest recommended uh, rate of climb is a maximum of two thousand feet per minute. During the time of Bonin pulling back on the stick, they hit upwards of seven thousand feet per minute. Oh my God! Yeah. They <laughs> were yeah, they were gone. They were trucking into space. <laughs> they were they were gone. I'm I'm speechless. Yeah, it was uh yeah. So that happened, right? The, he starts pulling back. At two ten thirty four, the t- the first incident when uh, when autopilot disengaged initially was at two ten oh five, so five two ten and five seconds, right? Yeah. The at two ten thirty four, two uh two a.m., ten minutes and thirty four seconds, mm-hmm. the left side instruments, so on the the relief, FO side, not the pilot flying side, yeah. those instruments came back, and were showing, uh, it showed a very sharp rise in airspeed all the way back up to 223 knots or 257 miles per hour
0: so this was happening while they're stalling
2: yeah they're and they still, still don't know they're, yet. S- they're still climbing yeah yeah they're, they're still, still going still, mm. oh my god they're still yeah. going up um but at the, at that point i'm pretty i believe it showed a really sharp rise because this, i think this is when he like put the the, the engines to full full throttle yeah to, to, like to, off to, off. to toga yeah oh take off go around yeah is what T-O-G-A. Oh, it just keeps getting worse and yeah, worse. Yeah, it was bad. So then the icing the icing event initially, when the pitot tubes ev- initially iced over, only lasted a minute. Oh, my God. So, minute. <laughs> a minute, right? Autopilot disengages. He's nose up. They climb at way faster than what they should be. Yep. And, of course. And um bled all their airspeed off. And after the minute, the icing was gone. The airspeed comes back. All they would have had to do is nose over, and they were good. Yeah. But instead, Bonin continued putting back pressure on the back. stick, so oh they just kept going up. Yeah. God. Yeah, it was pretty bad. I mean, I. Wait. it, it literally would have taken a glance.
0: Okay. Uh, at this point, like you said, the icing went right. So now the yeah. now the, the pipes are running again, right? Like yeah. Maybe. So yeah. why on on ice. So why did why don't didn't they just turn back the autopilot and he can just recon They weren't they just weren't paying attention.
2: Oh my god. But it was because it was because Bonin was the pilot flying. The other guy, I guess, I don't know, he's just, just just looking at what's laxing. happening. Yeah. What? I don't know. But uh <sighs> so anyways at two ten at sorry, two, two eleven, 11. Yep. in ten seconds, mm-hmm. the plane hit its maximum that's high, its peak point mm-hmm. at thirty Eight thousand feet. That's crazy. Yeah, so they went from thirty, they went from thirty-five thousand to thirty-eight thousand, which is only three thousand feet, but that's a lot compared to the way that they're still going. Uh, yeah, but I mean they they went from thirty-five thousand feet, hit icing. They went nose up. They like started to climb, and mm-hmm. then they went just nose higher, peaked at apparently seven thousand feet per minute climb oh point. Oh my god! And I guess they leveled off. At, they started to stall at thirty-eight thousand. So anyway, so at at this point, when they're at thirty eight thousand feet the the p- the plane was at a sixteen degree angle, nose high, so literally like this far, yeah. yeah, like this, yeah, it's pretty steep for oh a my. for a plane, yeah for sure pretty pretty steep. yeah, um, and the thrust levers were full forward in the which just mm-hmm. take off go around, yeah, um, and the plane went into a and then, so yeah, so they had that, and then he obviously still has back pressure, right, mm-hmm. so it goes into from a sixteen to a thirty degree nose high. Angle of attack, so he's even steeper now.
0: Oh my god.
2: Yeah, and then, uh and then at this point, the plane began to stall, and Bonin, and uh, in, like in a panicked tone, uh, said, "I don't have control of the airplane anymore now." And the two seconds later, I don't have control of the airplane at all. And then Robert, wait, 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 can we do something? Yeah. So say those lines again.
0: <laughs> yeah, come on. Okay. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay. Me... So
0: yeah, bon- bo so Bonin,
2: uh, bon- explained... plane. Bonin, Bonin exclaimed, mm-hmm. "I don't have control of the airplane anymore now." Two seconds go by. I don't have control of the airplane at all. So the so Robert right in the next mm-hmm. line down. Robert is the relief FO. So he's the guy that came up for the captain. Yeah. So he he responded with saying, uh, "Controls to the left," which basically the way the way a cockpit works, you mm-hmm. have a positive exchange of controls. So one pilot will say, um, like if, if one guy's Wants to do something and pass the controls off to the other guy. He'll say, your controls. And the other guy has to say, my controls. And then he says, your controls. Wow. Okay. So he says, he says, controls to the left, which means I'm taking control. To, yeah. That's, that's yeah. what it should mean. He's right? calling for it. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then he began to push the nose forward. So now he's pushing the no- the the stick. So now he's actually forward. trying to help. Right. He's trying to he's fix the He's doing the, the correct situation. thing. Correct, okay. Correct, yeah. Correct. So he's trying to push the nose forward to break the stall. However, Bonin is still on the other side, has a stick pulled all the way back, which is...
0: No. Dual
2: inputs. Yeah, yeah. So they're canceling each other out. No. Uh, and on the CVR, you could hear an audible warning of dual input. So which is... Y- which basically means both pilots are trying to do something. Yeah, which is, doesn't work. It's right. going to cancel out. Correct. So. Oh, my God. <sighs> and then at, at 2.11.40, so 30 seconds, the captain comes back after being summoned by Robert. At this point, the AOA, the angle of attack, had retched 40 degrees nose high.
0: 16
2: to There's 30 th- to 40. Yeah, yeah, it's still they're, it's they're still, still going, going up, yeah, yeah. All this time, and yeah. still going
0: up, yeah.
2: I don't, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. know what to say. Uh, and the plane had now at this point 30 seconds had descended from 38,000 back down to 35,000 and 30 seconds, 30 seconds. They dropped 3,000 feet. That's going rapid, yeah, rapid speed. Yeah, that's pretty quick. Um so the plane's nose is now so the the plane's nose is above the horizon because the angle of attack was so high. Yeah. So the the pitot tubes aren't getting air you know blown into them so it's not reading anything so it's a invalid in, uh, like reading, right? Oh, so okay. the so the stall warnings at this point but like literally aren't even going off. So it's just a quiet cockpit. That it's
0: that's the scariest part. Yeah. Oh my god.
2: So eventually the there was uh, a point, let me see yeah so um the plane's reading the plane's airspeed readings were invalid because the but the plane was descending rapidly yep. and then about twenty seconds later at two twelve Bonin slightly lowered the nose and the airspeed became valid because the nose dropped finally, the stall warning <laughs> begins to sound again and uh and this this that pattern right there continued all the way down until they crashed. So he, he pulled the nose back. The stall warning sounds would cut out because uh-huh. it's invalid. Yeah. He'd lower it again. It turns he'd come been... back. He'd pick it back up. I don't know. It doesn't make so, sense to so me at all. Maybe you know, it's... when you hear a stall warning sign, you're supposed to nose over.
0: Yeah, exactly. But when he was doing it, yeah. it's turning he on. Was... So it's yeah. something wrong in the system.
2: No, 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 no. Because he, he went nose high, right? Yeah. No, No stall sign. No stall, yeah. Because there's no, there's no wind into the pitot tube. So it doesn't, the plane doesn't know that it's stalling. Like it it can't sound the horn because it doesn't know. And then he lowers it and then it's like, oh, hey, we're stalling. So then it sounds, but then he picks it back up again and it cuts. But how does that work
0: exactly? Because most, well, planes, usually they fly forward. So the air gets into the tubes, but but why doesn't the stall turns on?
2: Well, because his nose is so high and the pitot tubes stick straight off the nose, oh, so the wind's just blowing into its belly, pretty much.
0: I see. So when he yeah. goes down, the the pitot tubes get pick, air, up paragon, pick up air, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my God!
2: So and then he raises so that it back yeah. Up. So that continued all the way down until they crashed, and the worst part was the plane's angle of attack was never lower than 35 degrees all the way down. So he would lower it. But he would, he would never go lower than below that. 35. Below 35. Degrees. And then he would just go back up. Yeah. So he's like this. He lowers to 35. Ish. Maybe. Yeah. He lowers Maybe, to 35. That, yeah. He picks it back up yeah. and
0: it w- it's still falling 135. Yeah, the
2: whole time he's just stalled out, dropping. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh my God.
2: Yeah, it was bad. Uh, and then uh, so the captain, right? He comes back up and he ended up figuring out that they were in a stall because. Um, the 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 fo and the relief fo were having a conversation and um i don't remember exactly what it was but i think the relief guy was something like um telling him to climb um yeah he's telling him to climb because they're they're they're, all
0: just saying climb
2: yeah the the relief fo was saying to climb and then the the fo that was there originally was saying i've had full power and nose high the whole time and it he and obviously they're go. stalled out, right? So the captain hears this and he's like, "No, no, no, no! Don't, don't climb! You're stalling, nose over." But at this point, they it was. They're already like a couple of thousand feet, maybe five or six thousand feet above the ocean. So it was too late for that. A plane that size to recover and yeah, it's it very, very, yeah. very tough. Yeah. So um, so we ended up figuring it out, but it was too late for the plane to break the stall. And then the the CVRs stopped recording at two fourteen twenty eight. Approximately 3 hours and 45 minutes after their takeoff, the aircraft's ground speed, so, you know, like it moving Mm -hmm. horizontally, was only 107 knots, 123 miles per hour. But their descent rate, so the rate from, you know, they're going down, was 10,912 feet per minute. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Wait, wait, they're wait. they're dropping so, like okay. a rock. So wait, wait! Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know what to say. It's so, like a five ton whale just just falling. Yeah.
0: Okay. Usually, you said naturally, planes rise two thousand feet per minute. Right. That's
2: that's its maximum climb Ma- rec- Maxi- recommended. Yeah. Speed. and they started climbing
0: seven thousand
2: <coughs> at but, one point. Yeah, yeah. But this time they're dropping ten thousand feet per minute because they were stalled. Yeah, they were dropping at ten thousand feet, almost eleven thousand feet per minute.
0: Yeah, and then the point after it says they crashed in three minutes and thirty seconds. So yeah, if they, you do the calculation, yeah, 10,000. they they oh.
2: only they were they went from thirty-eight thousand feet to zero to the ocean yeah. in three minutes and thirty seconds. Which if you think about that, right? That's crazy. Your, your typical descent rate isn't much more than like your climb rate. That's that's crazy. So you'd be I don't know, so let's say you normally descend at two thousand feet per minute to get from thirty eight thousand, I mean just divide it by two. I don't know what that is. What is that, like eighteen?
0: Thirty eight thousand? Divide by two. Yeah,
2: yeah. Eight, yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they did it in three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what to say. Yeah. So, uh, so the plane dropped from 38,000 to zero in <laughs> three minutes and 30 seconds. Uh, during this fall, they turned more than 180 degrees just because I guess some of the inputs they were making during their nose up like time, they were just you mean they turned like this? Mm, no, no, or no, 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 like, like like compass, they were just like. Oh, oh, I see. Yeah. Oh, they literally like they went back much. in track. Like 180, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Um, anyway, so then, uh, yeah, it, it remained stalled the entire duration for that entire three minutes, 30 seconds from 38,000 feet. And the plane hit the water belly first at 152 knots or 175 miles per hour, which obviously everyone died on impact. So
0: I'm so sorry for all the losses, but oh, my God, this is a tragedy. And that happened in 2009. Yeah. yeah. So it was a long time ago, but but still. Yeah. What a case, man.
2: Yeah. Brutal. Th-
0: from 38,000 feet, which is peak high for planes. And planes the, don't go that high, right? They usually uh, go like 38, could, yeah. 35, could, uh, 32. It, yeah,
2: typically. Yeah. It depends on what their maximum ceiling is, what the plane's recommended ceiling is, yeah. 38,000 feet. To, to the ocean.
0: In three minutes. Mm. That is extremely fast. Yeah. Let's say... Okay, let's try to calculate something. Let's say they dropped from 38 to 28 and then they realized they're actually stalling. Okay. Can they save the plane at 28,000? Yeah, that's plenty
2: of time. Now, they'd probably recover it, I don't know, let's say at the lowest 10,000. Probably wouldn't take 18,000 feet, but let's just say. Yeah. That's still plenty of space 10,000 feet up below you before you hit the ocean that's plenty of space yeah yeah. Yeah. reality is it wouldn't take them 18,000 feet to recover that but
0: so so while they're falling there's they still don't know that they're falling
2: it it literally would have taken either the fo or the relief guy just to to glance at the screen and because i mean the the way the screen works you have Blue for sky, brown yep. for ground, mm-hmm. and you have your you horizon. Have the, the line in the middle, mm-hmm. right? Your yeah. horizon. Mm-hmm. They literally had to look and they would have seen their angle of attack was way up in the blue and just nose over. Yeah,
0: I I, I recognize the screen that says the yeah. the uh, shows the blue and the mm-hmm. ground and there's like a green line in the middle with like an arrow. Yeah, your and horizon. You're, yeah, you're supposed to keep it like this. Mm-hmm. That's actually crazy at these moments literally. how
2: people can't look. Like they just sh- Stress,
0: um, stress, panic, panic, panic people yeah. at the back, yeah, screaming. Yeah, am
2: um, yeah, sure, it was panic. Uh, I mean, even, even if, yeah, because I'm, I'm sure you would definitely feel, you would definitely feel dropping at 10,000 feet per minute because your ears would be popping and yeah, stuff. Yeah, of course, man. It would now, be a
0: lot of pressure, a lot of, a yeah. lot of
2: g force. When a, when a plane, like a, your, commer- your typical commercial aircraft, when they go up and they're at, you know, 35,000 feet, like this one, let's say. Mm hmm the the cabin never like where you sit never feels like you're any higher than about eight thousand feet they pressurize it to about eight thousand feet wow so you don't really feel the pressure of like thirty five thousand feet like how the plane does outside but I mean the windows are this thick so yeah <laughs> so yeah. <like>. yeah
0: yeah yeah <laughs> oh my God, what a tragedy man yeah but I mean it, t- speaking of the Airbus um because you said each handle controls yeah there is also Uh, A button that Caleb told me about that you can take full control of the plane, but you have to make sure that he knows there's a button that you press, then you can control up, down, left, and right. Yeah. Right. It just gives you control. It gives you authority. Exactly. That's also a great question. Why did they not decide to do that too? No idea, man. Sometimes you go back and you're like, I wish I was in that plane. Just, just, just seeing what they're doing.
2: Yeah. But then the other thing is, right? Like we're sitting here. Yeah in this room it's like Mm -hmm. you're not you're not in the situation under all the stress and pressure of that's true having whatever it was 216 people in the back yeah which is i don't
0: fully blame them i mean (laughs) they they have all the right to panic and be stressed and stuff like that which is this shows man
2: but i mean honestly i i mean yeah i definitely i feel like you could definitely put the blame on just bonin himself yeah but then again, I can't put it fully on him because, like you know, the, you had the relief FO who's sitting right there with the same screens, the same information, and he and also wasn't not, paying attention. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be very strong to be a pilot, man. Mentally strong. Yeah, it's definitely really a mental thing. mentally strong.
2: So, yeah. <sighs> countless hours of studying that go into it. That's for sure. Okay. Now we got the other fun one. This jumping, uh,
0: jumping into the second.
2: Well, this one is okay. Just. To let you guys know. This is not a passenger plane. This one is a cargo plane. This this one's a cargo plane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this one's this a cargo one's, plane. This one isn't. This one's also a lot more recent. Yeah, though.
0: this one is not that scary. But this one, yeah, this one's very recent. So
2: 2019. Take the mic. Uh, yes. Yeah, so February 23rd, 2019. It was a uh, an Amazon flight, which was operated by Atlas Air. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is Atlas Air 3591. hmm Um, it was a Boeing 767. 767- Dash 375. Which is a very big plane. Yeah. It's a really big plane. Yeah. I've seen Boeing 767s. Yeah, they're pretty slick. I like mm-hmm. them. Um, but it was going from Miami, Florida to uh, Houston, Texas, George Bush uh, Airport. Airport. Yeah,
0: yeah, which is basically, it's an interstate flight. So yeah, yeah.
2: It's very... But the... uh So this plane, right, Um during the time of the flight had... More than ninety one thousand flight hours logged for it on, on the on, on the aircraft. Yeah. But it was also over a duration of twenty three thousand three hundred flights. Wow, that many flights. And ninety one thousand hours. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. Impressive. Yeah, yeah. So uh yeah, so this aircraft obviously not not being a passenger had way less people. Thankfully. Um it was. It had three people, which normally cargo flights are only two. They normally so, only yeah. have a, a captain and an FO, or F-O a first yeah. officer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, but there was there was a third captain, or the the third guy was a captain. Yeah. Um. Not. Not with Atlas Air, um, and unfortunately he passed away in this incident, and he was traveling for his, MPs. for a vacation.
0: Oh my God!
2: Yeah. So he was a uh, he was a jump seater. So he was just along for the ride, and unfortunately, he, he got on away. the wrong flight. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. He ended up passing away. Um. But anyway, so there was uh, Captain Rick Blakely from Indiana, mm-hmm. uh, and then there was First Officer Conrad Jules Aska, and he is the problem child of this flight. Oh, he's the, problem. the first officer. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, he was from. I don't know how you want to try and say, you want to try and say that Antigua, uh, yeah, like that. yeah, something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, something like that. And a uh, and the jump seating captain was from uh, Mesa Airlines, Sean Archuleta. Archuleta, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. God, Archuleta, yep. So, uh, so pilots' experience overall, right? The captain, he joined Atlas Air in 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was a captain in the seven six seven in 2018, so just one year before this incident. Mm-hmm. Uh, before Atlas, he was a captain at uh, uh, at ExpressJet for an ERJ one forty five, which is a pretty nice plane. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Um, he was also a first officer in a Beechcraft nineteen hundred, um, at Commuter, and a flight instructor for Flight Safety International, and. In uh, in total, Blakely had logged 11,172 total flight hours. Wow. Uh, with 1,252 being in the 767.
0: So he's got, he's got a lot of experience. Yeah, he's got a lot. Very experienced guy.
2: I think the fact that he's got all the different uh, jobs under his belt yeah. is really good. Name. Yeah. Especially the flight the instructor. flight instructor. Yeah. yeah, so he definitely That's knows what's up. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, then we get to the FO, uh, Aska. Mm-hmm. Uh, he joined Atlas Air in 2017. He received his type rating for the 767 two months after being hired. Uh, and ASCA only had 5,073 hours, uh, including only a total of 520 on the 767. Wow. Uh, he had been uh, an FO for an Embraer, um, E-175 for Mesa Airlines. And on top of that, he served... What the the issue here? He served for five other airlines prior to coming to Atlas Air, which is the problem because he got fired from all of them just because of issues with uh like um with him basically yeah with his uh, experiences and stuff yeah, like yeah, that pretty much like testing and stuff that he failed so <sighs> he got fired um anyway so then uh. Between these two pilots, right? Yeah. They they had previous experience flying with each other. In fact. Oh, okay. Into the the airport they were flying to, into Houston, Texas, George uh, Bush International Airport. So they 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 did that. They did the same destination multiple times. And they've done it before together. Okay, yeah. all right. Um, and they matter of fact, they had flown the previous day before this flight at night from California to Miami. Oh my God, which is a longer route. Uh, depending on where they flew from, mm. I think so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Wait, no, yeah, it definitely is a long ride. Yeah, because yeah. I, I, <laughs> like, I was like, yeah, yeah Texas Miami, <laughs> Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Texas, uh, Miami, Los Angeles. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, okay.
2: Anyways, that's besides the point. Uh-huh. So they flew together. They've had experience together before this flight. Uh. So anyway, so they departed Miami at uh, 1033 CST, which is Central Standard Time.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah.
2: And uh, ASCA was flying the aircraft, and Blakely was the pilot monitoring. Uh, th- flight 3591 was on an approach into Houston, and they ended up hitting uh, IMC, or Instrument Meteorological uh, Conditions, which basically just means clouds. Okay. Um, and ASCA then requested radar vectors, so he's talking to ATC. Uh, mm mm-hmm. Well, sorry. Let me step back. Before he requested, he he transferred controls to the captain, so the captain's now flying.
0: Which is uh, Blake?
2: Blakely. Yeah. Blakely. Okay. Yeah. So he he they went to IMC. He wasn't comfortable, so he gave the controls rightfully so, as you know, if you're not comfortable with flying, yeah. you transfer, especially to That's him, weird. someone who's yeah. more experienced. Yeah. So good call on that part. Uh huh. <laughs> Anyways, so uh, he he then radios up. Because uh, the pilot monitoring is the one that talks through the does the radios, yeah. so he he requests radar vectors to mm-hmm. go around the weather, uh, and they began to set up the aircraft for uh, landing. Yeah. Uh, so then, the 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 controller, you know, tries to vector them around, and um, they start to set up, and then uh, Blakely s- hands the controls back over to Aska. Aska calls for flaps one, which. The pilot flying will ask for something, and the other guy will do it. Okay. So, yeah. So he says flaps one. The captain gives flaps one, and then he reaches over and he does grabs it, it, puts it to flaps one. Pretty simple. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, so yeah, they're setting it up. Uh, the captain starts programming the FMC or the flight uh <sighs> the flight computer. We'll just call it that. Yeah, the flight computer. <laughs> yeah. Okay. They start setting it up for the approach. Uh, the flaps are set. Twenty nine seconds later. Um, the go-around mode was, was activated. activated. Mm-hmm. So pretty much what ended up, what happened was the they hit IMC. The controller was, uh, um, they were really high up, so the controller said, okay, hey, let's get you down to 3,000 feet. Mm-hmm. So is like, okay, let's do it. So he pulls the, the thrust levers to idle. He pulls the speed brake. He l- lowers the speed brake to help uh, reduce speed so I can descend faster. Yeah. The problem is right. So the FO sits on the right, thrust levers here, and then you've got your uh, switch on the other, s- your speed brakes on the other side. And yep. There's a little switch, a little little flip tab kind of mm-hmm. thing on the other side. And when you retch across, he accidentally bumped it. That's the go around switch. So he hit that. You hit the go around switch. That was Aska that did that. Mm-hmm. You hit the g- once you hit the go around switch, the throttle, auto throttle kicks in goes to full power and starts to pitch the the nose up. Up. So that's that little switch, that's mm-hmm. what it does. Yeah. It takes over. Right? Cause you're oh, like, my God. Because it basically it's like a panic button. You're like, okay, this flight isn't going, the landing isn't going as it should. Yeah. Full power takes it goes back up for you. Oh, my God. So anyway, so it hits this. They're in IMC. Keep that in mind. So basically, when you're in IMC, you have no visual reference, mm-hmm. which is where the which issue is starts the to set in. Yeah. yeah. Correct. So, mm-hmm. Um, so the go-around mode gets activated at 12.38.40. The following was caught on the plane's CVR, or the cockpit voice recorder. The sound of the master coster warning, uh, was heard. Uh, the controller was heard explaining that it's clear on the other side of the clouds or the IMC that they were currently in.
0: Okay. And, uh, now and then, a- Aska speaks?
2: Yeah. Are you, okay. Aska goes, where's my speed? With an elevated voice. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, and then a mechanical sound. Right. Uh-huh. Mechanical sound was heard, and uh I'm not sure what the mechanical sound was Uh-huh. because I never, I could never figure out like what they thought it was. Yeah, uh, but then Aska was like, "Can I say that part?" Yeah, yeah, go for it. Okay, go for yeah. It. Yeah. so
0: Aska goes, "Stall! We're stalling!" <laughs> so
2: the aircraft then made a sharp turn to the south, and they entered a nose dive, straight down, pretty much. Oh my God. Um. Yeah, so they they made a hard turn. I don't know why they turned, but they did. They <laughs> made a sharp turn, and then they started a nosedive, uh, and the accident was found to be caused by pilot error. Definitely, yeah, obviously. of course. Yeah. Um, something known as the somatographic illusion, which is basically the sensation of leaning backwards when one person feels the pressure of an acceleration. So basically, when you're in an airplane, you feel the acceleration. It pushes you back in your pushes seat. Pushes you back, yeah. And when you get that, obviously when you the feeling of leaning back in a plane is the feeling of climbing. So you're yeah, going up. Yeah. yeah. So he gets a feeling that they're ascending. Uh, so, yeah. So the tower tried to get them lower. Speed brake gets hit. He bumps the GA switch. The, um, the GA switch was hit without anyone noticing. So when you hit the GA switch, there's a little on the screen, you know, where your horizon is, there's a little green GA that will pop up on the top center.
0: Oh, so you will still mm-hmm. see it on the screen.
2: It literally says it's literally just a capital G capital A for go around, it yeah, basically lets you know that it's on, yeah, um so it was hit without anyone noticing no one saw that it was on hmm um and while you're in i m c an increase in power, you start to feel the somatographic illusion. It took seven seconds for aska to to be exp- start to experience that illusion, oh my God seven seconds um. So, so yeah, it took him seven seconds, and they big, he started to feel like they were in a steep climb, and then obviously in turn he thought that they were just, ro- you know, climbing really fast. So he pushes the nose over down, yeah, and assuming assuming the that he was correcting the yeah he the was he was correcting hands. the yeah, yeah right. What
0: about what about the what about the horizon screen? What about?
2: I don't know. Dude, the they don't pay attention apparently. Is again the same yeah. exact the same problem. That's what it is. it's just people just not looking. Um, so yeah, so he's, he puts a nose over during this process, the captain, remember how I was talking about the flight computer? Yeah. He was programming the approach into it at this point. Mm-hmm. He was still, still messing with it. Um, um, so it would have, it literally would have taken a quick second to look up and see that the GA mode was on and that they were climbing or to see that the horizon indicator, like you just talked about, yep. was pointing up. It's pointing up. Yeah. That's no, literally just, it. just a simple look. And, and when the GA mode gets activated, right? It puts it to full power and it climbs, but it doesn't climb very steep. Oh, it slowly starts yeah, going up. Yeah, it's not okay. like it's not like like your typical takeoff like, like several thousand. Degrees, feet, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's just slightly mm-hmm. up. Right, right. So um yeah, so he was messing with the computer. It would have taken a second to look up and fix the problem or realize what was going on, but at mm-hmm. this point, the captain looked up after Aska had put the plane into a forty-five to fifty degree dive. So the last one we were talking about, they were nose up the whole time, forty nose degrees up. to thirty-five. Yeah. This one they were nose down forty-five to fifty.
0: That's even more. Yeah.
2: So they were just plumbing it out of the ground. Um Oh my god. Yeah. So um yeah, so the plane ended up slamming into the uh, short of the runway, obviously. Uh, they ended up slamming into the, the water next to it called Trinity Bay at seven hundred and forty kilometers per hour. That's
0: so fast.
2: Yeah. that's like, that's
0: that's like almost almost five hundred miles mm-hmm. per hour.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were they were cruising. Um, oh my God. And the last thing that was heard on the black box, which is this just the CVR pretty much. Yeah. Um was asked a literally do you want to say it? Uh yeah. You, see, you, see okay. where we are? you take it over. You want me to say it? Yeah. Okay. The last thing that was heard was ask a saying, Lord Jesus, have my soul. <laughs> That's so scary. Literally, literally, yeah, literally as they're going down, they break. Okay, so the, the cloud level, right, mm-hmm. was they hit IMC, and the cloud the cloud tops were way up. The cloud floor was about two or 3,000 feet. So then he puts it over, they nosedive, they break through, they see the ground, Obviously, they going this fast, what are you gonna do? <laughs> oh my so god! So that was the last thing that he said before they slammed it into Earth. And and, <laughs> and, and how high? How high were they going? How high were they? Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. This was this is when they were coming into uh, to land. Oh, so this is on, on their final approach. Yeah. Oh. Mm. Yeah, yeah. They were they were originally at. So, so they were trying to mean. land and they couldn't know where they are. Yeah, which I mean, most planes nowadays literally land themselves. They're they're cat rated, which
0: yeah, yeah, like
2: just auto auto landing. Pretty much yeah. is what it is. But yeah. you just load up the the instrument landing system or the ILS, and the plane literally just flies itself in, lined up on center line and everything. And
0: I'm so I'm I'm so sp- like. I don't know what to say uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> i'm just shocked okay yeah it was uh, uh so you were talking about uh blake blakely yeah blakely and yeah Eska. the captain yeah what I and mean, we've always mentioned them when we talked about them like throughout the accident that happened what about the third person did they say anything while he was doing yeah it? so
2: i'm uh, in my paper actually uh i put he ended up coming up um because Obviously, he's sitting in the back he hear them out. a yeah. little bit, mm-hmm. and he feels the movements of the plane erratic, yeah uh, diving, of course <laughs> he comes up and he's um he's like looking around and you know figures it out. He figured out that they were in a a, a dive, but um, and was he I think he shortly after he was like hey we're we're not climbing 'cause he was experienced the someter he, he emotion, was right, so okay. he thought they were climbing. So he nosed over, he's like, hey, no, we're not that's not what's going on. We're literally diving at the ground. Straight right now. down. He's yeah. like he's like, go around mode is on. We're diving. He he then, he also said that. He gave them the Yeah, he told them what the problem was. The cat the captain who was there for the ride for traveling to Texas for vacation. Yeah, he t- he came up and he was like, Hey, this is the problem. But by the time he did that, they were too way too low. low. Yeah. So they ended up slamming it on the ground. But Sorry for the
0: life's loss, but this is also a crazy tra- tragedy,
2: man. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, there's actually a video that you can find of the plane. It, like, breaks through the base like of the clouds. Like an anima- animated video? Mm, no, it's an actual video. An actual... What? An yeah. yeah, actual video. The plane breaks through the base of the clouds, and it's just like... F- and
0: it shows the crash.
2: Mm, you can't see the crash. That's, like, uh, some guy in his backyard, pretty much. But he's, like... You can see the plane break through the clouds and, and then, then you can see the splash of the water behind this this uh, house in the video. Oh my
0: god. And yeah. uh and it, I mean, it obviously took them a while to find the parts and stuff like that.
2: Yeah, so I mean, well people who saw it obviously called emergency services and then when they got there, the only thing that they could find was literally just like small pieces of the plane. Like like when they they hit the water and it disintegrated that, pretty much. Yeah, that, oh, my God. Yeah, it was... um. All the cargo was just destroyed, obviously. Yeah, of course. It's but it was just like the, the surface of the water was just littered with debris and parts and pieces of the plane. And uh, obviously, with the plane slamming into the ground as hard as it did. The... Uh, there was parts of the debris that were buried into like the, the base of the lake, the bay feet and feet down. Three meters. I don't know how deep that is. Like three
0: meters is that's more than ten feet.
2: Yeah, like three meters under the ground. So you hit you hit water and it still has enough yeah, w- energy uh, to go that uh, far in.
0: Okay, okay, talking water, a lot of pressure. Okay, when you like, for example, you shoot a gun, the bullet doesn't even travel that that fast.
2: Oh, don't even explain it like that. Let's let's explain it like this, right? Yeah, you slowly lower something in the water; it moves out of the way. Of course, if you do a backflop, it's like a brick. It's like you're hitting a wall. That's true. Yeah, if you go explain it it like that.
0: Yeah, if you go okay, if you're going really fast and you hit the water, yeah you're pretty much dead because yeah. it pretty much hitting a wall yeah it literally turns into brick yeah, yeah he he was right about that because even how like loose water is yeah it's always with the speed like yeah. the, i've seen an incident before with the speed boats a guy was driving a speed boat and he was going like more than 150 miles per hour on that speedboat and then all of a sudden he flew out of the speedboat he was literally bouncing off the water for how fast he was going like cartwheeling his body was bouncing <laughs> off the water yeah he wasn't I he shouldn't didn't, laugh at that yeah, yeah, he, yeah he, didn't, he didn't even he didn't even sink in he was just bouncing like, pat, 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 like hit, it's like hitting a ground jeez so oh my god what, what a charge I don't even know I don't even know what to say it, it, it both of the both of the plane crashes are this almost the same problem just look at the horizon.
2: Yeah, just not paying attention to your instruments. Cause that's that's uh, one of the biggest things when you're getting your instrument ticket that is stressed. Trust your instruments. Yeah, of course. Because when you go into IMC, the problem is there's no like fluid. a li- there's a fluid in your ear mm-hmm. that helps you like balance balance and it helps you like know where like where the surface is and it, you know, For whatever, sure. right? Mm-hmm. When you lose that visual reference, that liquid doesn't act how it should. Mm-hmm. So look at the instruments. Um, so even like when I get when you get in your private, right? You even do um, uh, simulated instruments. So you put on something called foggles, right? Mm-hmm. Safety glasses, but like the top three quarters is like like blurred out, pretty much. And there's mm-hmm. like just a little bit, and you can only. Oh, see Oh, I remember instruments. when you wore that. Yeah, yeah, I remember when you wore that. Like while a visor we were kind of
0: thing. Yeah, like a visor. Yeah.
2: You can only see your instruments, but you basically what the instructor will do is you'll put your you put your head down, mm-hmm. close your eyes, whatever. And they do all these turns, left, right, up, down. Clon- and you should like yeah. feel, yeah. And then, um, it, yeah, that's pretty much what you feel. And then, like, you look up, and you have to look at your instruments, and fix the problem. So, like, you know, they'll they'll leave you. It's called unusual attitudes. That's really good training. Yeah, really, but it, really good it's, training. It's just to drive in that fact, like
0: trust your instruments. If if, if I was ever in these position, I think I would be a great um, flying officer. First officer? Yeah, for for, uh, first officer, I wouldn't be the captain. I'll be the guy who reads the information on the screens. Well, you 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 do both. both. Yeah,
2: you do both Uh, because the way it works, right? You have you have task delegation. So, Mm -hmm. um, like for this one, right, Miami to uh, George Bush. Yeah, yeah, Texas. you know the the captain on the ground is probably going to be the doing the the taxiing because yeah. he's the one that has uh, the tiller. Yeah. Which the tiller is just like this little wheel that helps the plane turn on the ground because the mm-hmm. the rudder um, isn't viable until you're at about. Uh, it depends on the plane, but it's I don't know. It's pretty quick. It's normally mm-hmm. like like eighty knots typically. Wow. But yeah. yeah so so while you're on the ground, you use the tiller and that's how you turn because it just turns the nose wheel. Yeah. But that's on the captain's side. The the first officer side doesn't have one. Mm. So then, you know, he does that while he's taxiing, the FO will be the one doing the radios. And then they get on the runway and they transfer. So now the captain will do radios and the first officer will do the takeoff and then fly the the aircraft.
0: I I will just be I'll just be the guy that always says information. Like I'll be like I'll be like, um Caleb, we have we're on a hundred nods. I mean, we're the horizon, extremely balanced. Everything is good. You know, the second we go up, Caleb, we're climbing. Put it back in place. You know, balance it out.
2: Mm-hmm. So, well, that, well, yeah, and that's uh, like because like the t- the typical way a takeoff will work, right? You typically have like the guy flying the plane, and then mm-hmm. you have the other guy who's monitoring. We're doing mm-hmm. the radios, and he'll go, you know, and be like okay, four throttle, set 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 thrust to toga or whatever. So yeah, toga, and then they start rolling, and they're like. Um, I don't know, they'll just call out an airspeed. So like when it starts going to be like fifty, and then like cross track which cross-track, basically means yeah. it's showing correct on both. Everything is good. Yeah, yeah. and then they get to V one, and V one is your decision speed. Mm. So once you hit V one, well, ideally before, but like if anything happens before V one, yeah, kill it. Mm. You put thrust, the, you know, whatever. You just stop the plane. Get off the runway. You kill the kill the takeoff. But then after V1 is your rotation speed, and then you rotate and whatever.
0: So, so. if you're if you're b- still below V1, just stop.
2: If something happens, yeah. Mm.
0: Mm. So does that like is that like problem with the plane, or you need to redo your takeoff?
2: Depends on what the issue is. Mm, if it's like I don't know, if it's like something gets sucked into the engine. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah that's a problem with the plane.
0: <laughs> actually, I'm a, actually something um I don't bro, I fly too much like international flights. I don't even yeah. remember if it was this flight or the flight. I think the oh, on my flight back home in the summer. Yeah. On May. So, we stayed in the plane for like 4 to 5 hours because like delay? Yeah, delay. Boarding Inside boarding the, or or No, 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 in the plane. So, the the captain, everyone, they started moving. Yeah. About to take off, all of a sudden they stop the plane. The captain calls and he's like, "Hey, uh, we noticed there's a a warning error in the plane," and he said it might not be that serious, but it might take like an hour. Okay, an hour go, uh, an hour goes by. He says, "Hey, sorry, um, <laughs> we're waiting on the team to come to which are trying to fix it because uh, I think um it was it was something has to do with the cooling, cooling down something something was overheating. Okay, yeah, which is uh, I think it's a serious problem. Depends on what it is. Yeah. yeah, so. When he said something like about the heating, I th- thought it's something serious. So um, an hour, another hour goes by. Two hours after that, we're still in the plane sitting. Uh, all of a sudden, he said, he calls again, and he's like, we, know, we figured out the problem. The problem is th- the right engine was overheating. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So he said, we're actually going to, a part of the right engine is overheating. So he said, we're actually going to call the mechanic team, and we're going to have th- th- to fix it. Hmm. Another hour goes by. That's three hours.
2: So they so during this whole process, they just had you sit on the pla- yeah. That's the first three hours, and then
0: an hour uh, the mechanic team comes. Yeah. That's the third hour. They call again and they say the part is completely broken. <laughs> they have to replace a brand oh. new one. So that's four. Uh, that's four hours. Yeah. After four hours, they call again and they say, "Hey." You guys feel free to walk out of the plane and go, to to like, spin in the
2: airport and and like until we fix it. I'm surprised they didn't just be like, "Oh, there's a problem with the plane." Deboard, board you onto a different flight yeah, that, that was going that to the same spot. that's
0: exactly I what I was thinking. I was like, "We're probably gonna get go changed to a different plane," but no, we stayed on the same plane. So I was like, "That's you know,"
2: when you're talking about like when they call, yeah. like the PA calls. Uh huh. Those videos are the funniest things when the pilots really? key <laughs> up, key up on frequency, like tower frequency. Uh huh. So, it's not to the passengers, it's to other pilots in the tower. Oh, and really? And they give their PA announcement, like, oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> oh, good blah, evening, blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? And then uh, it's so funny because then the other pilots will, like, key up and be like, oh, yeah, hey, good PA, bud. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, oh, good job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because so, everybody just messes with each other. Yeah. So, uh, it's good time.
0: After he said, like, something in the, r- the right engine is overheating, I was like, yeah, okay, now this is serious. Well, like, imagine we're just up 35,000. In the air, and all of a sudden,
2: engine overheats, turns off. Well, the whole engine, yeah. But 35,000 feet, once you're off the ground, a plane can fly fine on one engine reduced, maybe. Oh, anyways, Uh, I was
0: I started getting scared, so (laughs) I'm like, okay. So, after like probably we stayed for like five hours, and um, I stayed sitting, bro. I didn't even go outside (laughs) and walk, I stayed. You just stayed in the plane, yeah. I stayed in the plane for how long? Five hours. Just sitting. For how long is
2: your flight? 11 hours. It was from the US back to so the Middle had, East. You were in this plane for, fif- for like almost 16... Almost fi- sixteen hours. Probably closer to 17 hours. When I walked out of the plane after we...
0: What? In, uh, luckily, <laughs> we landed. Everything was safe. <laughs> My legs are yeah, yeah. killing me. So, uh, yeah. It was a problem. They fixed it. Yeah. And they replaced a new one. And uh, I was like... I was still worried, bro. They replaced a new one. What if it would, they did it like pretty fast and they messed something up?
2: You know... So... But in terms of the engine, they are very strict with how well-kept everything is. Which is each, good. Each individual one of those turbo fans, mm-hmm. they will inspect each one. And if they find like a fracture crack, yeah. mm-hmm. replace the whole thing.
0: Okay. Okay. That's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, So, I think this is it for today's episode. Yeah, it's it's actually... One an hour and 10 minutes <laughs> so hey, that's it, a that's hey. very
2: end that yeah. we started to go off topic and just trying yeah. to kind of chat, yeah right? exactly right.
0: so we we wanted to bring a little longer episode for you guys because uh actually sure. i've heard from people that they like listening to our podcast a lot so <laughs> 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 so uh yeah here's caleb uh it was great job yeah thanks man amazing job Hey, thanks for having yeah, me yeah yeah of, of course fun. yeah we we probably will have you more in the future yeah, to I, cover I, more things. Caleb yeah, likes a lot of things. He doesn't only just talk
2: about planes. Yeah. So <laughs> let me g- hey, give me a topic. Clearly, I'm here for the research. Yeah, so of course. I I like
0: the the fact that he brought papers. I did never expected that. So smart. Um. Yeah. He talked about the aviation program again. If you guys are interested in it, you can you know go back and research it on Sinclair or just go back. Go back to the video, like probably 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and yeah, <laughs> whatever it was, it's just whatever it was. This. So, listen to Caleb and his yeah. experience with the aviation here at Sinclair. Uh, yeah. thank you guys so much for listening. I hope uh, you guys are not scared of planes now because <laughs> this happens very often. Hey, little oh, fact. no, I'm sorry, not very often, no, it happens. Very, very once that's in like the a problem. Million. So One crash
2: and it just blows, blows up on, on media, so exactly. it looks bad.
0: Yeah, exactly. Actually Caleb mentioned before
2: we started the podcast, uh he said You're more he, likely yeah. to get in a car crash en route to the airport. Even if it's five minutes, mm-hmm. you're more likely to crash your car on your way to the airport. And then once you're in your plane, you're actually safe that's your safest part of your travel.
0: Yes. So hey guys. Like I said again, this happens like one in thousands of planes,
2: millions. Yeah, and millions even. So
0: don't be like I'm, un- I'm unlucky, <laughs> like I'm gonna crash. Like please don't. No, in might life, just sit, just sit. You know, enjoy, enjoy the ride. Because now we're in 2023. Planes are way more developed than back. Very in the day. advanced, very advanced. Very yes. Advanced. And I flew both in Boeing's and Airbus's, and thank to God I'm still here. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah. Do
2: you have a preference?
0: uh of course airbus okay airbus man i I, 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 love man. I love it i love it uh so yeah this is it for today's episode guys like again i'll make a quick plug you know check us on youtube uh well, spotify of course because it's going to be on spotify for people who <laughs> like to only listen to sounds and hey it's on youtube don't hate so, on spotify that's mine that's uh, my go-to yes yes <laughs> <laughs> <That's Caleb's> go to <laughs> so yeah uh, i've everywhere sinclair um is it Clair on uh, everywhere to, uh, X, you know, not Twitter. Yeah, yeah. And, that's uh, so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and YouTube, and uh, yeah, check us on the website as well because we upload articles every single day. And uh, yeah, thanks to Caleb again for yeah, us. Hey, thanks for having me on. Yeah, of course. Um, like I said again, we probably will have you more in the future. Yeah, for sure. I'm and for uh, yeah, I love these stories. I'm gonna take these back home and hey, read them. Hey, be my guest, man. Yeah. So, um, Caleb, Jojo. I hope you guys have a great weekend because this is Thursday. You know, we record podcasts every single Thursday.
2: It's supposed to be nice this weekend. Yeah.
0: Um, Maybe we might go on a lesson, me and him. Just a quick, quick, little flight lesson. (laughs) lesson. So, so, uh, yeah. I hope you guys have a great weekend and uh, peace. Peace.